We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We the second half we we couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our totally kicked in the second half. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon footy club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Uh, good to be back. Uh, it's on a Monday night. A Monday pod. Monday pod. Hey, we're going to do something very, very different for this show. So to... With good reason. With good reason. So... And this is not to oversell, um, so please don't think this is a selling job. But on our for our Patreons, we do an initial reaction show to the game. Now, it's generally, sort of thirty minutes. Generally, thirty minutes. Me and Grant were a little bit fired up, uh, and <laughs> this was a one-hour show. And at some points, me and Grant are having a very fiery, healthy debate, as we always fiery, do. Fiery, healthy debate between two blokes that have known each other for forty odd years. And I'm looking at Scott. He's looking at me going, how can you have that point? He's, I'm looking at him going, how can you have that point? So it gets, it, it's not, it's don't for a split second think we were arguing um, on the pod. And I think we say that on the, on the podcast pod as well. Oh, no, sorry, Patreon um, pod as well. We're not arguing with each other. We're just having a difference of opinion is what it was. Yeah, so it, it, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It was feisty. And by far, it had the biggest reaction of our Patreons. And, um, and Patreons loved it. <laughs> and the comments went flying. And it was and it was a little bit Team Scott, Team Grant. And, you know. Uh, Absolutely. I think, I think, I'm not sure we need to do a recount, <laughs> but I think Scott, Team Scotty got up slightly. Just slightly by a Geelong amount. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, we won't talk about that. So. What we're going to do is actually play most of that show. Uh, we're not trying to cut corners or anything, but we realise that there's we've got a massive audience outside of our Patreon community as well. And we'll give you, we'll throw you over to the debate. Uh, please understand, uh, uh, these is just two friends who have, who have done this since the age of eight, basically. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're passionate, sport-loving, Essendon-loving fans we have different opinions, as you very well know, um, and we go back and forth. And so um, I don't want it to be, how could this person, you know, this person's an idiot or this person. This is just opinions, and, and I love having debates, and I love people who have difference of opinions, and and we have a very, very uh, f- fun, but it was a very uh, passionate argument. And it, it made for good great made for good podcasting absolutely it, it kind of it, no, it didn't sneak up on us i think it was it was always there in the background but we were 
we were heading along. I mean, those those that have listened to the podcast for a good period of time, even the Patreon podcast, you'll know that there's not much that Scotty and I have polar polar opposite opinions on, right? Especially when it comes to the Essendon Footy Club. We're genuinely both on the same page 99.9% of the time. Well, this is the point one um, <laughs> in this particular case where, um, yeah, I, I, I've got an opinion on something. Scotty's got an opinion on something. And we try and we try and justify it to each other. Um, and maybe yeah, some as, slightly... as, a, as a little hint, when you hear the name Nick Cox, you'll see the cue yeah, <laughs> when things it, it go kind of south. We were, we were going okay as per your standard Patreon pod, except for the fact that we got pumped by Geelong. Um, everything was uh, going okay. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it just decided to get a little pointy halfway through the uh, halfway through the pod. So, um, yeah, we just thought, look, rather than try to recreate that for a game of significance like that, we thought it would be a really great idea to, uh, for the first time ever, to uh, to release a Patreon pod um, on the uh, on the main show. Um, we uh, we appreciate the Patreons, obviously, um, and the uh, the support they give us. This pod was just is too sort of too big, and so the feedback that we got was too good to be able to leave this just for our Patreon guys. So um, we really hope you understand that this is uh, this is hopefully sharing a bit more about the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast to all of our listeners. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it'll give you a little bit of snippet of how the Patreon kind of works when we do instant after-game reactions. I know I'm, yeah. t- I'm talking to Paul Cousins on Wednesday night to talk VFL uh, on, for our Patreon. So you get you get those yep. kind of fun um, shows that uh, I get straight to the point and they're passionate and they're fun. So here we go. This is <laughs> this is the pod. This is the podcast am, everyone's I'm, talking I'm just about. Just before, just before we go on, Scotty, I'm uh, I'm going to uh, whack the phone on charge, and I'm going to wait for the comments that are going to come through. Um, just tag please, me please be all, nice to Grant. <laughs> please be nice. Uh, tag me in all of your uh, tag me in all of your your comments. I want to hear them all. I want to hear them. Good. But, I want to hear honestly, them but honestly, don't attack him too. I mean, everyone's people. I don't. I know everyone can have difference of opinions, but social media can also be very rough. Um, no, I understand, but mostly I don't. I, it doesn't phase me, right? Because it's healthy debate um, with regards to the to the club that we all love. I'm either right, and hopefully there'll be a one or two people that say I am, uh, <laughs> like now, <yeah>. and because <laughs> there hasn't been so far. And, um, <laughs> Uh, those that think I'm wrong, tell me all about it. Tell me all about it. But, I mean, everybody else on the podcast well and truly understands the rules with regards to language and hanging it on players and things like that. So um, one of the good things about it is that if it goes too far with the commentary, um, I also have the ability to delete uh, people. Not that, we need, <laughs> not that we want to do that. But um, please enjoy this, uh, this, this episode. This, when we uh, sat back and listened to it, made us really smile. We really enjoyed doing this, so we hope you enjoy it too. All right, so uh, it will start after the break, and it seems uh, appropriate that we uh, go to the break with Rage Against the Machine. And Can you define it, Scotty? Can you, you when you said uh, a lot of people have gone, that was, uh, that was, uh, how would you like? What's what's a couple of words to define it? Yesterday, do you reckon? Look, I think I was actually in a bit of shock. 
because I, I, everyone knows I go to the preseason yeah. right, and I see what they're working on and I've tried to sort of relate that and going, hey, they're working months on defensive defensive systems, the midfield, about how they can, you know, swallow guys into a, to a turnover and, and be more physical, um, how they can uh, – they're upping how they want to use the, the ball by foot, uh, be more direct. And, you know, I'm probably like truck – Going, I'm completely lost about what that football yeah. side produced. Yeah. Because nothing they worked on was ever tra- translated to what we saw in that two hours. It was, it was the word, embarrassing. I think the word yeah. is confusion. Yeah. That, that's uh, what, from everybody. It's we're just, I don't get it. I'm just so confused. And it was so obvious. In the first 60 seconds, I was like, yeah. oh, God. Like, yeah. Um, I hope yeah you. I know you, you know you hope you like you go five ten minutes. I hope we start to click on because because you think those first thirty seconds you go okay danger's got a got a clearance and okay that's danger he will do that right um, and then oops Elwood yeah oof, okay he's done well and Guthrie oh jeez okay it's Guthrie they do have a good midfield but any second now um, we're gonna we're gonna kick into gear here uh, but they didn't ever kick into gear. It was like the first half of Space Jam with the game, where the, where the Giants... Obscure, obscure <laughs> reference, but okay. Where the Giants took over midgets. Yes. And, and oh, to, to see Parrish be just shoved aside so easily, and this is Parrish who was in top two in clearances last year. Yeah. Like, he wasn't that kind of guy. No. He was tough. Winning clearances left, right, and center for us, and merit just so soft. I mean, the whole midfield group. Uh, I've, you know, just to be pushed aside so easily um, against a side, by the way, Geelong, who one whose one weakness is that they're not they're not a great clearance team. I know that sounds funny because you see them as big guys, but they actually are not a great clearance team if you see them with stats. And even the JLT game before last week, they got smashed in clearances by Gold Coast. Um, So to see us be so easily pushed aside without a yelp, I'm confused, I'll be honest. And, you know, I just don't, you know... Reason why we didn't say much last night, I was completely speechless. Like, I yeah, just, I, 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 we, we genuinely just got and looked at each other last night for the Patreon and just went, I don't oh, even know. I what don't to know, say, no, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what to say because I was I'm I'm sliding from confusion is the overarching uh, emotion without a shadow of a doubt, but I'm really disappointed as well. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed that we Geelong are Geelong and they're an okay side, and if they had have beaten us just out of sheer talent or whatever it was, or beating us on the day and that we we tried really hard but we just didn't win, I'd be kind yeah, they, of okay they with was, that. They still win in favourites, Geelong. They're the best regular season team probably the last 15 years. Yeah. Like they just a professional outfit, but you've got to know that. But, lordy, man, the amount of times when they got those clearances between the centre circle and the 50-metre line, there was nobody. Like Danger just ran and ran and ran to 50 and kicked a goal. And whoever else ran, ran and yeah. ran to 50, there was nobody goal side of the def- of the um, midfields. That sort of stuff is really structurally disappointing. Well, at one stage, at three-quarter time, Merritt, um, Parrish, Draper and Scheel had one tackle combined. That's wow. And it's just That's like... That's insane. But... 
you know, the stats that, you know, we all saw, we've all seen the stats and, you know, they've doubled us almost in inside 50s and, and the, they've beaten, they're up 42 in concessive footy and they're down, they won 24 more uh, clearances. But, you know, even a stat like Geelong scored from 18 stoppages, uh, which means the mids actually generated scores from stoppages themselves 18 times to us three. Uh, you know, it's it's the most useless stat line I oh, think I can recall this from the Essendon Football yeah, Club. Because yeah. what, what did Zach have, 38 or something? Yeah, so 38, 39. But how much was just cheap? Ass stats yeah. that just went nowhere, went backwards. How many times did we handball guys in in worse positions than the that guy got with the ball? Hammered. Yeah, that got hammered. Yeah. Oh, it was their defense. Their team defense was the worst I'd seen in a couple of years. But and, combined and, by the fact that the poor bloody defense had no ability to set up oh, because the midfield was just streaming unopposed into the back line. I mean. The back line must be livid. They would be livid. It's just how easy the ball was coming down from 70 metres out. To two of the most important forwards in the comp. We said that exactly before the game. We said... The only way you're going to win is if Cameron and... Get ugly ball into the 50. Yeah. And allow Ridley to come over and take marks and allow Laverde to punch. And they got Rolls-Royce service. And they got Rolls-Royce service. The exact thing we told them not to do. And the exact thing we said at the other end is that our midfield are going to have to be able to lower their eyes and spot (laughs) dudes up on a lead. And what do we do? Just continually bombed the bloody ball into the forward line. Ridiculous. Everything that could go wrong in that game... Went wrong in that game. But just the attitude, like, I know it's a small thing, but just, like, uh, Kid Nick Martin, which we'll talk about later on. Oh, man. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we'll, t- we'll mention him later on. We'll get through the frustrations first. Yeah. But he kicks his first goal in league footy. Four guys go to him. And they're like, I know it's not – I know I don't want to sound precious, but every other team, nearly, you know, 18 guys will go to the guy, first goal in footy, pump him up. And it's just there's nothing that represented what I've seen in the preseason. So if you go if you go back to the final last year, you have Heppel's speech after the game. Yep. And you got the guys coming back. They came back two weeks earlier than every other club. Uh, they've done they've realized they've worked on hard on contested footy and on team defense. It's one of the two main areas they've worked on. For good reason. And then they play a JLT game where the midfield is completely smashed. Uh, against the Saints in the first half. And I actually treated it as a, as a in a weird way, a mini positive, because they corrected in the second half, but they were smashed in the first half. Um, and went, well, you got two weeks now. You go, okay, midfield, time to get serious. You cannot get smashed like that. That would have been heavily addressed by the coaching group in that two weeks. And for that midfield group to come out, oh. I would say <laughs> even softer than the JL2 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's against like, the exact nothing, worst side. There's nothing in my head that makes sense, and huh, I, I and I do want to honestly say it is just one game, but that club better respond. Oh, I, I, like I know they're not favourites against Brisbane. Brisbane are likely going to win the game, but I want to see a, a manic physical Essendon Football Club, or I think we're in a bit of trouble. There's one. There's one phrase that I think is a is a modern phrase that. Uh, commentators use a fair bit, right? 
and it's I think it's got a bit of a sting in the tail of the comment, right? I don't know that any AFL footballer would want to be called this or that they played with this style, right? And I can bet you, um, sweet little Tootie, that um, that no none of the coaches would want to hear this um, being stated about their uh, their club. Um, Lloydie came out and said that oh that new phrase bruise free footy right yeah. you know what that means it's a polite way of saying you didn't put in yeah. right you didn't want to get hurt you didn't want to go in and under you didn't want to do the the hard things to get a football <clears throat> now and careful Grant because you, you you might say something that you'll regret. I looked at that performance yesterday and it was it was as close as is humanly possible to Bruce Free Footy. Oh, it was. Right? It, it was real, real close. With that one tackle stat is... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right? And that's... It just... that It worries me, that game, and it is one game. I think we should say this half a dozen times throughout this podcast. It is one game and... It makes no sense to anybody, let alone football experts. It doesn't make sense to to us uh, pair of idiots talking on a on a podcast. Um, but it doesn't. It, that would not make sense to truck to anybody, other than the stats that would show one tackle to a bloody third three quarter time, something along those lines. But you, <coughs> excuse me, you, we, it doesn't look like the thing that I worry about is that that game, Lord help me, um, reminded me of worst fold years, bad worst fold years where the players, in my opinion, just looked like they were turning up and going through the motions. They, they turned up, they went through the motions, they did their runs, they tried to kick and things, but how quickly they forgot everything they had been training for during the preseason is the thing that really worries me. The midfield just dropped their heads and had the hands on, hands on their hips and didn't fire up. The back line, who, again, I've got to give some credit to because they were being hammered pinpoint kicks to anywhere Hawkins wanted to run, anywhere he wanted to run. They were able to put it down his throat. And then Laverta got injured. But I just worry that we are – that game looked awfully like we were going through the motions, yep. just going through the motions. And on game one of a brand-new season, after everything they've gone through during the preseason – and with the motivation of last year, it ain't good enough. No. But, 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 and here's where I drag myself back from uh, doing, saying silly things. It's one game, right? It is one game. And if you have to, you can concentrate on the negatives, and I just did for a second. Now, jump the fence again, and what are the, what could there be any positives on this? And from Truck's um, press conference, yeah, <laughs> Truck's press conference, I know it's going to be tough for everybody to go, I'm going to ignore that. Do yourselves a favour. Don't watch the replay. It's worse on television, right? It really is. <laughs> but we have an opportunity now out of that large pile of car that that game was, we have an opportunity to show next week that that wasn't us. As an apparition. That was yeah. an apparition. It was... It just happened to be in game one and it wasn't like some weird game in round 17... It was game one, and then we have an opportunity to sh- and Zach and Parrish and and Sheil and all those guys have an opportunity to show that the two of those that I just mentioned are all Australian midfielders, right? They've got an opportunity to show next week, and you've got to forget about that game like it never happened because you will address it. Truck will have said very very pointy things, I would imagine, to the players, but now that he said it and they've watched the vision. They've listened, they've watched it, and the players won't be happy. We've got to move on to Brisbane and think of it as an opportunity. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's and the players need real leadership. This one, uh, this is where I have all the players together midweek and say, "What do we want out of 2022?" Because that oh, we just that, said that man. That, we, we would have just done that like three weeks ago. Yeah, I know, but it's, that's the thing. I, like, well, you just start looking at each other and going, "How? Do, why have we turned up like that?" Like Dyson should drag them all into a room. Captain's call. Drag them all into a room. No coaches. No nobody. And go. What the f was that? Yeah, right. Including myself. Including myself. Oh, look, boys, I'm not standing out in front of you here. I'm sitting in the middle of you here, right? What the f was that? Right now, it's unacceptable. It's um, and, and if I was Dyson, I'd say right now, I'm calling on you as professional athletes, Essendon footballers, sure, but professional athletes, you don't you get paid to play better than that, right? Not not don't just don't forget about the jumper and what you what you did to the jumper you were wearing. You get paid to play better than that. It's just it's it should be it should be told that it's completely unacceptable, and that it just so happens that it's round one and you get a little bit of leeway in round one, just a tiny bit, because it's round one and nobody knows what anybody's yeah, and, form is like. And the, yeah, they've got Brisbane and the Demons next two games, so you've got no ch- choice just, but to you, you get no um you get no leeway after this. Yeah. You're professional athletes. You don't get any more performances like that. You're one. God awful 10, 11 goal smashing happened in round one. So you you guys don't get to have that again. Not now, not after the players we've got, not after the kids we've drafted, not after the facility you've got, the coaching staff we went out and got, all of the things that we got rid of Worsfold and we got all the, all the things that they've been given now as professional athletes, you don't get to perform like that, right? So now that I've, if I was Dyson, now that I've said that, boys, up you get. Everybody's got their um, fitness routine they need to go and do. You need to watch every single tape you can get your hands on, then forget about it and set yourself for Brisbane because you've made a huge rod for your own back now. Now yeah, you have to perform. Now you've got a home game, your first home game at Marvel in your 150th year. You've got to come out. you really got to come out yeah, and show us, show us something. It doesn't, pressure, mean you get, doesn't mean you're going to win the game. but it doing, Pressure but it, on themselves. Jeez, they've put a lot of pressure on themselves. Yeah, I mean – Morning TV on Sunday is all about Essendon, right? Because, yeah. Because th- that's the that's the strange part. Like I watched, I watched the the Melbourne Dogs. I watched Saints Collingwood. I watched Brisbane Port. And one of the notable things you saw was everyone going manic on pressure up and about. There was there was some rustiness in some games, and that's the part you accept because it's round one. But the effort was manic on every team. I, I mean, I struggled watching Port and, and Brisbane last night to see how crazy they were going and Sydney and GWS, how hard they were going at each other and just looking. Then I decided to, I watched the first quarter of our game, which is, almost didn't get yeah. me to bed until about 4 a.m. just thinking about it um, and saw the what a gap that was. And, boy, do we have to close it very fast. You look at that first quarter of ours and all of the other games of footy that we've watched, we would have been smashed by every other team that played AFL yeah. this weekend. It didn't – like, in the end, it didn't matter we had a weak forward line. That midfield – No. <laughs> we just, could have had Coleman and Lloyd up there and it, we still would have lost the game. And that's why we, people were saying on the Facebook page, one of them – I forget the person's name, but um, Jimmy Stewart, got to drop Jimmy Stewart, never raided him, um, did nothing. Uh, our back line looked awful and we got to – and tr- Truck's movements of putting Merritt and, and McGrath through the back line, it's not, it's not working, blah, blah, blah. Ha- hang on a minute, everybody. Right, hang on a little second. Just the second. attitude's got to change. Yeah. Just the, the midfield, 
like weren't like they weren't there. And so when you've got utter and complete professionals like um, Dangerfield streaming through the middle, not once, not one did I see of a Geelong player having to be, be um, held up by a back line and go, oh, what am I going to do? And just crossed the ball across their body and just lobbed it floating into their forward line so that we could punch. It never happened. It was always a pinpoint, which way are you going to run, Tomahawk? Oh, you're going to run that way? Let me just whack it out in front of you then. No wonder Jimmy Stewart had no chance. They had no chance of it. Every time you look down at our forward line, it was full of Geelong guys. We yeah. Because we moved the ball so slowly I must backwards, admit, though, sidewards. He, he, Stewie had a better, much better second half. Absolutely. I yeah. must admit, even the first half, I don't know why he played off Hawkins. That, yeah, that, that freaked – I don't understand that. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. You know, I, I've got to be honest because I'm a big fan of Stewie, but for the same reason, the first half, he was playing five metres off him. I don't know what the tactic was. I think but, it's maybe but, just trying to cheat, cheat cheat a little bit to yeah. fill up space. But there's surely there's, there's full forwards in this comp or forwards yeah. in this comp where you don't cheat off him. You just – you go, Jimmy, he's yours all day, mate. Yes. Just follow him. Don't worry yeah. about – can I go and help and influence the contest with Rids? That's Rids' job for a start off, right? But with someone like Tomahawk, you can't cheat off the man. You can't give him a meter or two no. because you're trying to think, oh, maybe I, I can influence a pack. I actually felt for Kelly. I thought Kelly absolutely tried everything possible in his first game. Like, he was on Stengel, I, I, Hawkins. He was on everybody. <laughs> yeah. He matched up nearly to everyone to try, yeah. and, try and stop them. Yeah. Try to keep them moving him around to, because we're getting beaten one-on-ones. And yep. He, he tried to address it. And like I saw him, I was watching him closely. He was putting in very, very hard. And it's his first game. Um, I wonder what he thinks he's lobbed into. <laughs> he must have gone, what the hell? Because, I mean, Jordan Ridley's obviously much better than we saw. Uh, but Jordan, they, no, Jordan Ridley's an incredible, in my opinion, top three defender in the comp, easily, right? And he, even he couldn't help us down there, mate. Like no, he couldn't help us because... The ball would just come in from every single angle. No pressure, yeah. No pressure. If you had eight Jordan Ridleys down the back, if you had two extra men and they were all Jordan Ridley, you still wouldn't have worked because the ball coming in so easily allowed Hawkins to run anywhere he wanted, allowed Cameron to do exactly the same, and you're struggling. Defenders nowadays need help. They need the ball to be coming in much, much less freely than it was from Geelong. And for them to just waltz out of packs and then not have to kick really quickly, but waltz out of packs, take 20-metre runs and measure down. The, it looked like 1985 football. The full forward was at full forward. He got he saw the midfielder break out of a pack. He led to 45, got the mark and kicked a goal. It was, it was perfectly pretty. Oh, I mean, how many times did Dangerfield... Run like forty meters from from the thirty square. meters, forty meters from the square. <laughs> like, God. It just has casual pot shots at the goal. <laughs> just like that, uh, that's the awful stuff. And again, it, it speaks to that stuff that you saw at training about the the defenders being on the right side of the players. That was a big one for me. I'd love to ask someone from the club about the Geelong players being goal side of the Essendon players. Like it, it, from packs and stuff, they'd, they'd break out of packs. that would be in the forward line stoppages. And the player, the Geelong guy, would be goal side. And you'd go, what the, what? Hang on a minute. How the hell did he get behind the defender and then have a clear shot at goal? Absolutely mind-blowing, that game. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, okay. So let's, 
Let's break. Do, let's have a quick let's break. Have a break. We, let's because have a quick break. There, come back. There was an obvious positive and it should be called out and have its own We're getting the exercise. <laughs> We're going to have a big call out on this one. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, the one just sheer joyful shining light out of that game was a 20-year-old kid from Western Australia called Nick Martin. Uh, it's it's so bizarre to, as you all saw the opening segment, to call the game like that, but also have to admit that is one of the most insane debuts First games in AFL history. Ever. 27 disposals, five goals, 87% efficiency. If he came out of that game with 12 possessions, four <laughs> tackles and two marks, he'd go... Eh, okay, fine. We played like a we played like dogs, and it's his first game. It's twelve possessions. You man. could legit have an argument that he was double as good as any other Essendon player. Easy. He's kicked. He's kicked almost half the he's, score. He's close to BOG, is what he is in his first game, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw the three AW votes. He got like you know middle votes. So. Absolutely. Like you, I don't know that you could give him BOG. I would I'd give him BOG, but I don't know that you could give him BOG. But for a kid that was, and I, I think we've, we've said this on the podcast, but the patrons, the, our patrons will probably know this story, but Scott went, has been to pretty much every training session in the preseason, right? And we, he said to me one time, he goes, right, we've got um, uh, a kid out of the Northern Territory. Yeah, Fajo. Um, and Fajo, and we had um, Wanganine. He said, Wanganine. Dylan Clark ooh, was there. Dylan Clark was there. And we had this kid. We, we, we got this kid from WA. He's called Nick Martin. Um not a mature age, but been around a while. West Coast passed on him, um, and he's been running around the waffle. But then he said, he kicks goals in the waffle, though. Like, he's kicked a few in the waffle. And you go, okay, that's great. So that's fine. And then Scotty says to me, I go, how's things going? What, what about the, um, the the list spot? And he goes, yeah, it's two list spots. We, we got that option whether or not we want to keep one for the mid-season. He goes... Probably Wanganine's going to get it, right? Like, Wanganine's probably going to get one. Um, Dill Clark... Bless, he's, he's been a great player for the club, but he probably wasn't going to get it. You go, Wanganine, probably, he's probably going to get it because there's a bit about that kid. So that leaves one, right? And we've got Fajo we need in that forward pocket. We need mm-hmm. somebody flying around there. And then you look at Nick Martin, and Scott would always say to me, it looks very serviceable. He looks okay. He looks, like, serviceable. Like, he could probably, I understand why West Coast had a good look at him. He looks serviceable. But you go, it's probably going to be Fajo because he's, he's got the, the talent. He's, he's all good. And then all of a sudden, Scotty would say to me, geez, Nick Martin played okay. He, he did really well. And then out of the nowhere during the preseason games, he was going, he got what, 20 odd in the possessions in the, and four goals in the um, club, yeah. and in the intra club. And Scotty's face changed. He went, God, dude, you need to check out this Martin kid. Out of nowhere, he's flicked a switch and he's gone from WA prospect that we brought over just to check him out to number one selected next week. Inside of what, eight weeks or something you were saying, mm-hmm. he's gone from maybe to the, he's the per- first person we're picking next week. What an incredible effort for that kid. Oh, the, it's just, it really is incredible. Uh how how 
you can have an MCG two o'clock game against Geelong and have the most relaxed, <laughs> casual kid with the ball in hand, composed, choosing the right option nearly Didn't every look time. Nervous. Uh, always put us in a better position when he had the ball. Kicks five put goals. Put himself in incredible positions. Oh, his IQ is off the chart. Like, it's, it really is carousel-like. He, he finds space everywhere. Like he, uh, and there was a great, actually, comment by Nick Rewalt. Um, he, said, he said, the trick to playing wing, he's just talking about Mick Martin, sometimes the trick to playing wing is not to get sucked in to the ball. Like, he said, you, you have your midfielders... Sometimes the discipline is is to stay on the outside and where get, you have the space. Yeah, that and create the yourself space the to space. Use, yeah. He goes, Nick's already got that discipline. He already understands the game enough to know my job is to make sure I've got some space as an option if we get the ball, oh. and he just does it every time. And it was <laughs> just where did he where did he play? He played, he played half wing. forward wing. Yeah, for me. He played wing and drifted. He played the Langford kind of role. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, which is another sad note. Um, yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he played that Langford role and, look, he ain't leaving the team anytime oh, soon. <laughs> and I, I, I've been talking to some players, uh, some players. Yeah. Yeah. Me and yeah, <laughs> I with Dice last week had a beer. No, um, I've been talking to some, <laughs> there's a bit of a difference here, between some Facebook guys uh, <laughs> and the players. Um, that's my level. Well, I'm talking to Facebook guys. Yeah, no problems at all. But the players, we're not there. We are global and trending as a lunchtime catch-up podcast, but we're not yet hanging out with the players. Um Facebook guys who know their cousin's father's For whose father's sons who washes the windows at the Essendon Footy Club, who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows um, Dylan Shield. Um, no, I was talking to people on the Facebook page um, about Nick and whether or not he should be in the side and people go, Nick Martin, you take Nick Martin in the side and Nick Martin should be playing because he's gone, he should be playing. I still stand by the fact that Nick Martin should not be playing in the AFL football side yet, right? Only because... Nobody, I don't care who you are, could have picked that as a first game for the kid, right? Now, he hasn't played a game of AFL for. He hasn't played a game of VFL football, right? He's been running around in a waffle and he's looked okay. That's some sort of form, I understand. But he should, both him and, in my humble opinion, Kane Baldwin, they should have both... How about we give these guys some confidence in the VFL? Go down there and play on some 48-year-old dude from Frankston and kick 93 goals in seven games and then come up to the AFL when you've been fun. Now, necessity meant through injury that Kane and uh, Nick both played. Kane looked all at sea. Right, like the, the the again, the midfield murdered the forward line again because we just were bombing after bombing after bombing. Kane couldn't get his hands on it, and I understand why. But I do stand corrected with regards to um, Nick Martin's game. Who knew that that boy was going to pump out quite literally? And if he does not get the rising star this year and this this round, and give it to Pretty Boy from Collingwood with the last name. Purely on the fact of his last name, two goals and twenty odd, whatever he got. Yeah, no, he didn't kick a goal. He had just had twenty-seven possessions. Twenty-seven possessions, right? Mm. Now, if you get twenty-seven and kick a bag at five and don't get the rising star, then there's something seriously going wrong. But I do stand corrected on uh, on on Nick. And to those people on the Facebook page, you will know who you are. I stand corrected. However, he still shouldn't have played. 
Right? <laughs> with, well, with, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're obviously going to think different, but that's all right. Uh, but because I obviously said that I would have, I would have, I would have selected him. Um, I thought there was enough form to warrant, and I know that people say it's preseason form. It is, but I thought he tore up the Saints in the second half, and I thought there's enough on a wing for me to go. I want to persist with in getting games into this kid ASAP. Um, but we've got players like Ham and those guys that that we've got to get games into as well. Well, Ham should never play for the next month. That's that's my person. Uh, like Ham's got to leave that side ASAP. Ham was okay last season, man. <laughs> well, your version of okay is is not my version but, of but, okay. But okay, but he, he, it's this is the thing. It's like one game. We self we rate plays too highly. Sure, like, like but, but Braden Ham was and Nick Cox are the complete non-factors of the second half of last year and this agree, round. Agree, agree. I, I have no hesitation in dropping both of them this week. Absolutely no hesitation. And you go find some footy guys. Like I, I don't care about your reputation. But nobody else has done anything to warrant coming in 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 their place. Well, Ben Hobbs took two two goals and had twenty possessions in, in his days. first game of VFL. Yeah, football. That's, yeah, that's that's. But you don't you don't get brought into a side after one game of good form. But who says Nick Cox is a good footballer? Like, I, I, I'm being very. I'm going to be very honest. What is the hype about Nick Cox? Nick Cox is a 200 centimeter player that has athletic ability. He has no idea how to find the football. Okay, so, so the first someone, half. As soon as someone can tell me he's an actual natural footballer, the first half I'll play of last him. season. The first half, yeah, that that first half was two or three highlights a game where he scored. We had fourteen, Do you fifteen want positions. thirty from him. I Do want, you want thirty every I game want, from him? I want more than four marks. Like I, I just don't rate him yet. I, I'll be honest, I don't rate Nick Cox. Okay, so if we don't rate Nick Cox. Who do you bring in from it? You can't bring in one kid who's had one good game. Who had a better year last year, Sam Durham or Nick Cox? I would say Sam Durham easily had a better sure. year. Sure, okay. And he's played VFL. Sure, okay, yep, yeah. okay. So I'm more than happy that they swap because one, Sam's going to give Who's got me, the bigger upside? Sam's going to give me a contest. Who's got the bigger upside but at 200 centimetres? At what point is upside? Now you're talking. Right now, you're talking. If at what point does upside not realised mean that it's just not realised? I understand where you're coming from. Right, look, we know he's look. I've said this before. I know he's a great talent. I know he yeah. has huge potential. Yeah, but I don't want a culture of just constant feeding a high draft pick an ego or a you're gonna just gonna get games yet. No, at some point. Actually, Nick, you got to earn a game, mate. I agree, right? But in if the he starts in the VFL, you bring him straight back in. But at some but point, one, okay, yeah, sure, you bring him straight back. But Durham, Durham didn't do much in the preseason. Durham didn't well, do much. Injured. He's injured. Okay, fine. So, but Ben Hobbs, you can't bring one guy. You can't bring Ben Hobbs in next week because he's had one good game of VFL football. One good game of VFL football. Can you do that two times in a row, Ben? Great. Now do it for three times, and now we will really looking at you. Do it four times, and you're playing next week. Like that's how it should work with a kid like that. But you've you've got that mentality. I don't think I have that mentality anymore. One good game, bring him in. Two good well, games, bring well, him in. Isn't your own argument? Well, this is where we'll disagree because I see things in Nick Martin. I go, well, bring him straight in because he clearly has a, a skill set that helps the side. Ben Hobbs is the number one young contested footballer in the, in the league. We just got on the national stage embarrassed like you wouldn't believe uncontested footy. So I'm going, who am I looking at the VFL? Well, there's the best young player 
in the country in contested but, that, but that's chucking baby out with bathwater. We've got the best, one of the best contested footballers in the comp at the moment in Darcy Parish, who just got had a bad day, had a crap day, had a worse day. You, you, you're just forgetting who we've got in the midfield already. They got pantsed, absolutely pantsed, I understand. But it's not the end of the bloody world that you're going to bring a second game kid in because, oh my God, we got smashed. Talent is talent. If you're talented... Sure, but we've got enough talent in a pair of all-Australian midfielders who you should damn well give the opportunity so you to show better. Would you say Braden Ham should play over Ben Hobbs right now? Yes. Well, see, that's where I disagree. No, but you've got... It's one game, Scotty, man. You can't give a kid a game over one game of a, a VFL footy. But I just don't... I, Ham hasn't had a good career. Like, I... Like but I've given him thirty games, and I still haven't seen a, sure, fu- a future player. What if? What if? I'm wondering. How about what, we have Ben Hobbs play two games in the VFL before we take a kid like that and chuck him in against Dangerfield? Why would we chuck a kid who's nineteen years, eighteen years old, and expect him to perform in the AFL? Because we just saw a kid have twenty-seven possessions and five goals. Freakish, Scotty. <laughs> it's freak. That was freakish, mate. We've you seen, know that that's freakish. That's not what he's going to do every week. We've seen. We've seen this before. Like it, talent, you can identify talent. Sheeds was great at it. He's like Andy Lovett. People say you're not ready. You're playing Anzac Day. You star in Anzac Day. Yeah, but what, what was the name of that enormous dude that played on Sav Rocker who had his rear end handed to him? Well, that's completely different to... No, but you, you play a dude, they either perform freakishly like Nick Martin or they get nine possessions. This is the thing. Ben Hobbs, he's played one good game of VFL. You can't expect a kid to be given that level of responsibility. Sorry, Ben, mate, but our entire dual All-Australian winning midfielders are crap. We need you to help to be the, the person to get us over the line. No, but you expect... You, you but you're talking them. like I'm dropping Parrish or Merritt or McGrath. No, but you're bringing Hobbs in because you're saying... That Parrish and Merritt aren't good enough to do the job. No, I'm bringing Hobbs in to just increase our contested footy. I'm, We've I, got I, enough. Two I'm of playing them. him high half forward. I'm not playing him Hobbs. Yeah, because that's where Braden Ham played. I'm saying I'm getting more guys who want to have a contest. But that's not Hobbs's game. game, mate. He's not a high half he kicked, forward. He kicked two goals. On the, on the uh, okay, fine. But he's a, he's a midfielder every day of the week. Yeah, but you. <laughs> I want guys who want to win a contest, like. Now, now, I think we've gone too far into the throw the baby out here with the bathwater. <laughs> it's it's one game, man. Every every one of those players deserves the opportunity. I bet you there's Essendon fans who would back me right up. They go, where is Braden's hand future? I say but After it's one not. game? After it's one game? It's not one game. That's no, I understand, but it's, it's one game of the year. It's, it's not. It's like there's no... You've got to find out who you're going to win a grand final with, who's my contested beasts, who's sure. got the talent. I appreciate that, but after one game of VFL, you don't know if Ben Hobbs is in your team. I oh, he's in. Well, he's close to my team because he's going to have an appetite for the footy. I at least he's going to give me attitude. Yeah, no, I understand. But yesterday, nobody did. <laughs> right, Zach Merritt and, and Darcy Parrish, our two best footballers at that entire club, didn't give us anything. But there's a let alone Braden. There's a hand. difference between ninety percent of your games historically are good. To ninety percent of your games are not good. That's sure. What you okay. identify some players. You go are on the outskirts, and you go. 
we need to actually get some performances out of you. Sure, but we just drafted Ben Hobbs. Has just played his first four quarters for the club. You can't bring him in and say, "Oh, we need you, Ben. We need you, mate." You can't put that level of responsibility on an eighteen-year-old's head. Joel Selwood handled it perfectly fine. It's because he's Joel Selwood, mate, and he's the, he's yep. he's understand. But you should after one game, we shouldn't be going. Ah, oh, panic stations. Bring Ben Hobbs. It's not panic stations though. Bringing a kid who's played, 18-year-old kid in, who's played one good game of AF, a VFL football is not panic stations? No, of course it's not. Because you're, you're keeping your core 18 guys who's your senior players in their normal positions. But you, all of those 18-year-old, all of those 18 guys did bugger all. <laughs> but they have form at least to say. Sure. So let's see if it happens next week. Like if it happens two weeks all in right, a row. Okay, okay, look, we'll disagree. There's players in that side that in normal teams should not get games. Who? But I just said to the guys. Who, Ham? I, like, I Ham and you, Cox. I would, like, I would, I would, I know who I would drop next week. I, who? I would have uh, Ham out easily. Like, say. Look, you know what? If, if Ham, if Ham wasn't selected next week, you're right. Well, he'll go out anyway because Stringer will come in. So we sure, all know. Sure, fine. So that's, that's going to be an obvious. So, yep. so Stringer, look. I, I personally have no issue with bringing Hobbs in. That's been, and I'd have I'd have Sam Durham in, Durham in, and to what I'd have Aaron, I would have Aaron Francis in for Baldwin. Who does Durham come in for? Cox. Cox, yeah. Durham's a halfback. I'd have him on the wing personally. I, so, what do you think is what? When I hear I hear a lot of people, and you've just said it then, and it just it registers in my head that we go Durham's a natural halfback, right? But we can no, just easily say he's a natural like, wing halfback. So Joe, you got to remember. Uh, but, but, but hang no, on a no, he played. He... he played half of his games for wing at VFL for Richmond. Okay, all right. If that's that, the case. Then I didn't know that. That's fine. Okay, that's he knows that role back to front. Okay, so all right. Is it? I just like his attitude. He's got a hard at nut kind of attitude, just, and I just want guys. Who so are, does Zach and Parish, but they didn't show it yesterday. But you're. <laughs> you're, why were you using that example though? But you're saying you want guys that are hard nuts one, and that show effort. But you're saying one guy's had ten bad games in a row, and one guy's had one bad game in a row, and you're saying he's the they're the example. So which no. one? I don't want you mean. Like Nick Cox hasn't played well well for half a year. Like Braden yeah, yeah, Ham yeah. hasn't played well for yeah, half a yeah, year. Fine, that's what I'm saying. The, there's difference between I'm going to have a look at their last ten games and what the effect they've had on the side to. Parish and Merritt, who played their first bad game in Bobby a year. Sure, so, okay. So I'm not obviously going to challenge Merritt and Parish and say, hey, guys, you're all Australians. Like, sure, okay. Your, your guns lift. And I give them enough credit that they will lift They've, next they've got enough credits in the bank to get away with that game. One, one or two of those games, but that's it. And, and that's what I'm just saying. There's some guys who okay. are on the outer skirts who I consistently get frustrated about okay. not turning up So hang on a sec. So... Okay, so let's go with the argument that... This is the longest <laughs> match reaction. This is literally just have, us. I it's just arguing with each other. This is great stuff. Anywho. Um, and by the way, before your eyes, we're not fighting. We do this every oh, day. come on, man. There's 40 years we've known so each other. How long? 40 so please years. please understand we're laughing at each other. But this, <laughs> we are, this is how we debate. This is the reason why we have a podcast, right? So <laughs> we've got... Nick, if we just concentrate on those two boys that had no influence on the game whatsoever, right? Fine. So... One game, and we make a decision, let's say, we make a decision to drop him, right? Because you suck, drop, gone. Isn't it the way, though, isn't it the, the proper way 
to see some people in the twos that are knocking down the door wanting to get into the team before you drop somebody? Don't you have to have form in the in the twos, f- players showing consistent form in the twos, so that when you make a decision to drop a Nick Cox, which is a big deal, by the way, for a number eight draft pick, you make a decision to drop him, you've got to have someone coming in who's beaten down the door. Not just a bloke that... He's just well, there. I, look, I get. I honestly, I honestly get what you're saying, and it, it makes it very difficult because the VFL program's only just started. So yeah. I, I get that, and we're and we're bracing on. I mean, they're still in actual practice matches. They haven't actually started the season yet. Yeah. So even the the game yesterday against Geelong at the it was a practice match. Was a right? practice match, yeah. and so yes, I get I get all that. You know, Francis played well, I hear, and Hobbs played well. Phillips played really well. Um, uh, Waterman didn't I hear, <laughs> but, but Dur- Durham played well, so I kind of I do get that, but I, I I'm just I, I I just I want to see like I was so dis- bitterly disappointed in Nick Cox. So I'll just be honest. I, this I is wanted where you to move I, from confusion to disappointment. I, I want it, he had to stand up, uh, and I he's put on the twelve kilos. He was quiet the second half of last year. He was really, for me, he was pretty quiet during the preseason. Um, and I'm just going, you know, and I say this honestly, I do believe that he'll be a great player. Well, he, has the, just, he has the talent to be. I'm just wondering, well, this is my personal belief. Uh, I don't see him as a wingman. That's all right. I, I genuinely think. He's a key. We should be actually looking at a different spot for him, and he may really shine because he he wants to he wants to play half back. Now that obviously is Ridley's role, so that's yeah. But I think he wants to play key position because that's what he's used to in his junior footy career. I, you know, as a wingman, you still got to the gift of a wingman is is finding space and understanding where the ball may be and finding the footy and and I. I'm watching him and I, I see him lost so many times constantly and I I wonder if we're missing a trick with Nick and going Is he a key position footballer? He's not I don't I don't see him leading and taking grabs, walking back and kicking goals. Yeah, well it it's it depends on your definition of key to because I find right as your, your your key position for yeah, forward, he's a, right? He's not anything else. But, he's a forward. But yeah, but if Nick played forward, I don't know if the case would be his key position, but he would be a handful. Like, no doubt he would be for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, Cause sure. Because he's, he's quick off the mark. Um, he'd want to get his kicking technique a little bit better. Yeah, um, well, but yeah wouldn't we all? Uh, but I, I actually find him a quite a good mark. He, he, he takes a... Um, Takes it at the highest point. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And but he's very mobile. Thing, but I just don't see it. Like, I, I, I'm being honest. I just don't see wingman. I'm trying to find a wingman craft. I, I can understand the concept of Nick Martin. And the oh, reason sorry, is, is that Martin. he's got a bigger tank than Brent's. Than, yeah. Than he's got I understand the, he's got club. a huge tank. Yeah. But I want to, at one stage, just see him get more than 20 possessions because uh, – because 
it's not so much precious on possessions, just that he's under understanding of finding the footy, of being in the right spots at the right time. Yeah, yeah, that raises that question that I always raise that I don't think you like, that how many guys can get more than 20 when you've got Parrish and Merritt getting 30s? But have you ever known a wingman that gets 14 or less every game? I don't Na- think that's name the case. Me, name me the best wingman in the comp. Uh, what, McRae? Isaac Smith used to be for a while there. He was awesome. But they don't get 30 possessions in a game. McRae does because he's a freak, right? But, I mean, he's part of the dogs midfield who I don't rate. I think but most women get 20-plus pretty comfortably. If they want to get involved, sure. And, see, that's what I'm saying. 20-plus is – 15 to 20 is his uh, – no, sorry. 18 to 25 is his sort of – I reckon he, he needs to be influential enough – to be getting marks coming out of halfback, he should be able to be running down a wing with those long legs, kicking left and right, doing other things. I agree he's not at the moment, right? He's not doing it, and his, his form does not warrant us. He's in the last five people picked, right? And his form doesn't warrant it. He's being picked on his potential. But the question I have is, and we go back to what we said before, is, there's nobody else that you would point to that could replace him Sam right Durham. now. But, but that's no, what, but that's right now. Thing. But right now. Yeah, Sam Doom. He played most of last year and, and had 19, 20 possessions comfortably. So why didn't they play him? Mainly, well, he's only just coming back from injury. So I, I would say now that he played a half a game, the VFL before, and then he played a full game this week, if he's right to go, it's a club call, I'm saying that, if, he, if they feel like, oh, he's back to... Because I heard he played really well yeah. yesterday. If he's back to there, I haven't. That's why. Okay. But I, I'm not even saying. Even if they didn't drop Cox, I I want them to at least have a look. Is is this actually his natural spot? Like, is is this guy going to give us the most out working. of the side? It's yeah. not working at the moment. Whatever they're doing with Nick Cox isn't working at the moment. No, because yeah, and you can keep him in the side. I I, I don't have even an issue with that. You go look. We're going to try him. At centre, you know, on the flank, we're just gonna, as a roving cr- fly across packs. Yep. We're just going to try your different role, Nick. Um, I just want us to. I I just don't see it happening on the wing. I just don't. I, I, the progression of that kid is not moving as fast as you would like. No, I I, I just want to see a tendency. You're on a wing. You have to have a really different IQ than other players, and that's why. Uh, and I'm not competing him against Nick Martin, but that's why Nick Martin shines in that area because he has a football IQ. You can see it. He can see the play unfolding yeah. where I need to position myself. And it's a, it's a a unique kind of mindset and skill that a, a wingman must have. At the moment, Nick, over one and a bit years, has not found that yet. And, you know, they may try for the rest of the year, fine. But if he doesn't start finding that, is there an opportunity Don't to develop Don't waste a 200 centimetre talent. That's what I'm saying. Don't, he can actually have an effect all over the ground mm. and other areas because of his talent and his aerial presence. Uh, you know, I that's, that's my just my personal view. That's just, no, look, man, I'm with you. I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to understand. I guess it's Like how can that, we enhance his talent and, and to, to benefit the whole side? That's where I'm more kind of going. Sure. At and the then, moment, that one position, I'm just not. Singer, I'm finding it on one side of the wing where we're getting carved up. Sure. And then you apply the filter of it was one game. 
if, yeah, what, what a, you know, he'll probably play. <laughs> no doubt. He'll oh, I'd, I'd, he'll play next week. I mean, he's a number eight draft pick, mate. We'd, 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 and he's 201 centimetres and he can left and right and he can do all these things, right? But he's got to be able to use those skills. I'll agree yeah. with you, right? Because oh, and, and if Darren plays really well again next week, I think – and he plays another poor against Brisbane. I think you've got to make the call. I, I think. absolutely agree. I mean, and Bradenham, mate, would we? We hope you're not listening to this one, actually. But um, you're right. Like, I mean, he wouldn't have been playing if we had um, the all of our players available. He just gets bumped off the footy, so he's. I find it frustrating. And it's, I know he's a small guy, and he has built up quite a bit, but. It's just, I mean, he's not a half forward. I mean, even the spot he's in, like, yeah, maybe I'd, I'd got to give him some slack. You go, well, you've not done, you're not a half forward. You know you're not a half yeah. forward. You're a wingman yourself. Yeah. But you, Nick Martin's playing too well on the other side of the wing. But, you know, a half forward has to pressure the opposition, be physical, not let them leave out of half back easily. And he's just not that kind of player. Now, so that's, it'll be interesting. Look, selection will be really interesting. And I want to just say, I know people would have heard that I had Francis over Baldwin. I this is where I can actually link back to your line of thinking. Um, Baldwin, I was really really impressed with how much how far he's come. So I I, I want people to know. I absolutely love Kane Baldwin. I can still see him working his butt off during the game mm. and trying to make contests, trying to make a tackle. Um, there's some players that generally I think have should have access to a development coach through the VFL and say, look, we're going to run different kind of forward patterns, how you can get on the lead, and you do that for four, four to six weeks in the VFL. That's exactly to me where Kane Baldwin's at because he looked like he missed so much footy. Uh, and it's nothing against him. I mean, the fact that he played is a massive oh, credit. It's huge. It's awesome. And he had a good last quarter. I did watch the last quarter. Um, he, he did actually have a – he had – he picked up three or four possessions, had really a couple of nice tackles that resulted in goals. And we're up against Geelong again, who've got yeah. a disciplined back line, who know what they're doing. But So the sure. future is there. But uh, for me, he's – you know, I, I want him to just develop for the next month in the VFL – uh, and then come in as a much polished, uh, knows his no, patterns. Com- confident. More confident, more confident yeah. Because yeah. he's he's taking grabs in the VFL, man. He's taking grabs. He's felt – he's got confidence in his knees. He's felt yeah. dudes hitting him and landing on him, taking marks. He's kicked because – I mean, the one kick I saw him do, mate, was out, out of bounds on the full, right? So he's, he can get a bit more confidence of kicking the ball. And if he muffs it in Werribee, who cares, right? So – that that's that's also what I wanted for Nick Martin, by the way. I just want that's the intent of me saying that he shouldn't have played because I just want to let's just let's just get Nick get leather poisoning in the in the twos and be, be show us the difference between an AFL football and a VFL footballer and have him go truck seriously. Don't play me ne- if you don't play me next week. I'm going to get 58 possessions <laughs> and then you have to play me next week. Wouldn't that be nice? Instead of having, and this is why I apply to Ben Hobbs, right? Wouldn't it be nice instead of having to say to Ben Hobbs, Ben, we need you next week? What? I'm just, it's my second game of football ever. No, 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 bad luck, we need you in the AFL. <laughs> you know he's not saying that, though. Oh, no, Ben Hobbs <laughs> would say, it's about damn time, is what he would have <laughs> yeah, said, right? right? In Dame, right? He would have said off, damn he time. didn't play round one. But psychologically, we shouldn't have to say to Ben Hobbs, we need you, right? Yep. We need you that badly, right? So um, I think. 
To wrap it up, <laughs> ladies and gents, we've been <laughs> went on a bit of a sh- bit of a rant there. Um, to wrap it up, um, <laughs> sorry, this has been one hour. I hope look, you know, this is. I mean, Essendon fans are probably having this debate all over the country right now. Um, I hope you know this is me and Grant having a genuine debate. Conversation. <laughs> we'll go out to lunch afterwards and laugh at it. But yeah. uh, but this is this is how we speak. Um, it's it's a passionate game. We're passionate fans. I want. I want to know what the list is going to be in two years' time to win a grand final. Um, uh, we've got some work to do. Um, and, look, let's just be honest, we got to see the club respond. That's The the, the whole crux of it is that, that's it. show that's, me, show me. It's, that's where my show brain's me it was at. an aberration. Show me next week that you guys are going to come to play for 2022. That's where I'm at. And it, it, it sucks, as sucks as it does, if that's English, um, as much as it does suck, put it that way, um, now, like I said, don't watch the replay because it's just it'll make you cry. But <laughs> now, between now and next Saturday again, are we next, next week? Yeah, four thirty or something. Four thirty or something like that next week. Just think of this awful situation and try and look for the silver lining, right? Because the silver lining is the boys will be stung at that. That will hurt. That will really hurt, right? And Truck would have let him know behind closed doors in no uncertain terms. So. Look for it as an opportunity to bounce back from Brisbane. But they are a very good side. Don't be surprised if we lose it, right? (laughs) But watch us – sorry, give us the opportunity next week to bounce back. Give the players, like Nick Cox, the opportunity to get back and actually do something next week. So, um, look, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. Our um, our Patreons, a couple of new Patreons I'll just rip through real quick. Um, that have joined us. Uh, Tony, Tony, um, I like to think that you're Italian, so I'm going to say Tony. Thank you for joining us, mate. Um, Levi, thank you for joining us. Matthew Grimer, um, is he, isn't he a Melbourne footballer or something like that? No, Richmond, Melbourne Grimer. Um, Gerard O'Shea, like that name. Rua Reach, Simon, Ivano Groom, and Braden O'Jesus is back. Shane Kelly and Faf, we're down to. Um, so thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Um, this is our uh, post game reaction show, which has been, what, an hour? Um, our post game reaction so uh, after pretty much every game so thank you everybody for joining us we will talk to you guys very soon see you guys